Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. To those guests who've just joined us, welcome. Our next stop is the Magic Kingdom. Ladies and gentlemen, we are approaching our station at the entrance to Main Street, USA, gateway to the seven theme lands of the Magic Kingdom. Welcome aboard the Monday Morning Monorail Podcast. This is Justin Monorail, and we've got a full house of chicken nuggets today. Joining me in the studio is... Grilled cheese sandwich. Oh, that's a change-up for the day, but I guess it's appropriate. It's a little cold outside. It's a good day for a grilled cheese. And? Chicken tenders. Chicken tenders. Okay. An interesting, fast one on interesting lunch box we have at the table today. Joining us live via satellite from Central Florida is... Pepperoni pizza. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's all about the snack foods today. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's Those aren't Sam. Snack foods. They're food food. To recap, Garrett McKenna Sam. All here with me. They have real names. They're no. not just they're not just foods. The only reason why I participate is because I know you're like, uh whenever it happens. <laughs> I try really hard to embrace it, but I can't do it. I, I just can't do it. Like I try to be positive about it and be like, it's going to be fine. We're all chicken nuggets. And then I'm like, nope, I hate it because I'm not going to call you. Hey, chicken nugget. Tell me what you think about this. It's just silly. <laughs> what? Why not? <laughs> Speaking of chicken nugget, we have a brand new design on our tea public store. You might want to go check that out. I uh, tweeted out the link to it. So if you follow us on Twitter at morning monorail, you can get to it. But tea public, if you search for morning monorail, you'll probably find it. As was suggested by Frank and Jen when we did the Switcheroo Skidoo, if you listen to the episode where we joined them on Theme Park Thursday, they said our first t-shirt should have been Godfather of Chicken Nugget, because that's Landon's official title, if anybody doesn't know that. He is Godfather of Chicken Nugget. So we created, inspired by The Godfather, the film, a beautiful t-shirt design. Or you get it on a pillow. It actually looks really good on the throw pillow, by the way. Go check it out. Hopefully there'll be more to come. I, we have artists in the house who refuse to help me. Hmm. So I who that could be. I, I am not I, an artist. and I, I said I would. You haven't. I've suggested I it. That's all I can do. Anyway, let's get to it. I haven't even said anything about the show. It's January 21st, 2019. And this is episode number... How many? Episode 40. That's kind of a milestone. Wow. Not a good enough milestone. 50's better. Okay. Well, we're going to get there, but we have to hit 41st and I want to celebrate it. So happy 40th episode, everybody. Congratulations. You did it. We're not going to have an M34D today. Apologies to those who only show up for Landon. You'll have to come back next time. Hopefully we'll have a good show for you anyway. I feel like we will, even though everybody seems like zombies at the table. I don't know what is going on with you all. Now I'm getting a meme look. Great. Wonderful. So let's get started. We're going to talk about some Disney news. And then at the end of the episode, Sam has one of her fan favorite Disney Springs reports. First of all, they had a very special delivery on Kilimanjaro Safari this past week. One of the giraffes actually gave birth while it was just out on the Savannah and all the trucks were going by. So people. Congrats to the giraffe. Yeah. So people that were riding by on Kilimanjaro Safari might have seen like hooves sticking out, 
sticking out of this draft. And then finally, I think they did stop the ride once they realized what was happening. The draft gave birth, and now there's a brand new baby giraffe. When oh, that's I thought so I heard cool. this story a long time ago. No, there was a there was a giraffe that was born, I think, not long ago, but it wasn't like out on the ride like this. No, I thought it was. No. So this was a, a Maasai giraffe. As far as I could tell, whenever I saw this on social media, they still hadn't named the giraffe. So I just wanted to put the suggestion out there. I don't know why they don't call it Chicken Nugget Monorail. Yeah. <laughs> why would they long. do that? No, that's a good name. Chicken Nugget Monorail. Oh, a cheese stick. No. Cheese stick. <laughs> anyway... Now, if you go out, you ride Kilimanjaro Safari, you might see the baby giraffe, and it would be super cute. And just if you happen to talk to a cast member, maybe suggest chicken nugget, nugget monorail. Why not? Cheese stick is better. Suggest cheese stick. Yeah, cheese stick. I think you all are missing the point of the branding opportunity here. <laughs> it's too long, though. You're missing the point. All right. This past weekend, Disney introduced several new events that are happening in the parks. And I really think they launched this promo, and it's called the Hashtag Now More Than Ever promo. And I think the whole point of this, just like we talked about like the free dining through the summer, is to get people to come in now, which is the whole point of this. They're putting it right in your face now more than ever. So they launched it this past weekend, and there's a lot of things that are going on that are involved in it. One of them is Mickey and Minnie's Surprise Celebration, which is kind of like... It's a parade that leads to, like, a street dance party. It's kind of cool. I mean, I watched some videos of it. If you guys are familiar with the Tim Tracker, and I'm sure you are, he already put a video out of it. You can see the characters that they have on the floats, like the Mickey, Minnie, Goofy, Donald, Daisy. They're all the ones that they they blink and their mouths move and stuff. Oh, so, that's weird. So they're the cool, like... They're not weird. Functional, functional weird. head characters. Cool. Which are really neat looking. And they have live singing during the event. And people just get out and they get to dance with the characters. The characters come down. Pluto's down there. And you can shake your tail with Pluto if you want to. I don't have a tail. Oh, we all have them. In spirit. <laughs> yeah. You have a spiritual tail you can go out and shake with Pluto. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's pretty neat. Like, the characters get down and mix it up with everybody. And it just looks like a good, high-energy, fun time. It'd be fun right now while the temperatures are somewhat manageable. Like, 60, 70 degrees in the summertime. I don't know how much fun you're going to have in, like, 90, 95 degree, 100% humidity. But for now, it looks like it'd be a pretty good time. Um, yeah, the weather is really nice here right now. So, it would be a really good time to be in the parks. Mm-hmm. So this is pretty neat. So I'd say go check that out if you're going to be in the parks in the next uh, couple of months while the weather is good. Otherwise, you might just stand on the side and just watch. And maybe the kids, kids don't care. They'll get out there and dance with the characters. But, you know, for now, you could do it. Get involved. There's another dance party that started. And this is part of the grand opening of Municiburg. The Incredibles actually have like a little dance party that they do on their little block that they opened at Disney Hollywood Studios. And there's a few other things you can do now. You can meet Edna Mode now. Ooh. Yep, and they've got like a special uh, souvenir shop that's Incredibles based. It's all supposed to look like it's um, like set in the 40s kind of hmm. Municipal block. They've got some kind of street interactivity going on. There's some photos, photo opportunities. Those kind of look silly to me. There's like a brick wall that have things where like Violet's force field. You can go stand and act like you're making Violet's force field around you. Okay. Or go stand and act like you're lifting a car. I mean, I guess it's cute. And then a few other things. There is new food that they've introduced. Oh, I like new food. Yeah. Yeah. Incredibles-based food. One of them is, it's like a, a, a cookie. It's like a thick cookie. It's almost like a brownie uh, chocolate chip cookie mm-hmm. that McKenna cannot have. But it's like Jack Jack's Yum Yum cookie or something like that. And apparently they used to, they had this in Disneyland first, but now we have it here. 
at the Hollywood Studios, so you can get it there. That's all pretty cool. And you can meet Mike and Sully now at the Hollywood Studios. Hmm. I want to meet Michael Wazowski. I'm yeah. conflicted. I think it would, these characters are really fun characters to meet, but should they be there? Well, I mean, I think this is all part of the new direction of the studios, and I really think we're going to really see a lot of Pixar in the studios. I mean, you're getting Lightning McQueen's Racing Academy. We heard that's opening. What was the date for that? March 31st. You've got, uh, you know, Municiburg that's taken over Pixar Place. And I've heard that there's rumors that there may potentially be a Monsters, Inc. attraction that gets put in the studios. So I think this is just another one of the components. You're going to have Monsters, Inc. You're going to have Incredibles. You're going to have Lightning. So you've got some Cars presence in there. So it's like Pixar mixed with Star Wars and then whatever else they want to throw in there. Maybe Indiana Jones, maybe Muppets. Hashtag save the Muppets. More Muppets. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. I think we'll learn a lot more about the direction of Hollywood Studios this year, but I think this is kind of an indication of where it's headed. I, I think this is like the tip of the iceberg. I, I want to meet Kermit. I want them to let us meet Kermit. It would be really cool if there was a, a Kermit meet and greet opportunity somewhere. That would be awesome. I'm sure they could do it because, you know, they were doing things like meeting Baby Groot and BB-8. Yeah. I would be Kermit's friend. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... I'm obsessed with Kermit. Even though <laughs> Kermit is real, they could get someone to, you know... Be his friend. Yeah, to help him. A friend of Kermit. The Kermit helper. Yeah, I kind of picture it like he's sitting on a log, mm-hmm. and you'd go in and be like in a swamp, he'd maybe even be holding a banjo and be like... There could be Hi-ho. a rainbow over him. Oh, <laughs> that would be cute. <laughs> That'd be really cool. Another million dollar idea thanks to Monday Morning Monorail. There you go, Disney. They need, they need to hire us. Hire me for some Muppet stuff? I'm totally down. If they ever wanted to really just take take off and run with the Muppets, bring McKenna in. She's got all the ideas. And Garrett, too. He wants to put Kermit's head on everything. So <laughs> Kermit's awesome. Yeah. Anyway, a couple of things going on there. The other thing that happened this weekend was the 2019 Epcot International Festival of the Arts kicked off. And we were really hoping that, um, Sam, you were going to get to get in there and... and you know, get the first taste of it on opening weekend. It looked like it was packed. I mean, it was a holiday weekend. So today's Martin Luther King Day, by the way. Happy Martin Luther King Day. Happy Martin Luther King Day. Um, So it it being a holiday weekend, it looked packed, but... It was. It had to have been because whenever I was driving to go to Disney Springs yesterday, the traffic was awful. So I imagine that it was pretty crowded over there. And I could have gone if the stupid... Driver's license people, well, it wasn't the people. Their rules are so strict here to get a driver's license in Florida. I had to have my marriage certificate because my name is different on my birth certificate than everything else. Yeah. And it's crazy. Well, we're trying to get that worked out for you. But, um, but yeah, hopefully you'll be able to get in there next weekend. you got to get in there soon because we need that figment magnet. Yeah, we do. Yeah. yeah, well, the quicker I get that marriage license the quicker i can get in there we're on figment watch figment watch 2019 and speaking of that there is a ton of figment merchandise and did you see the figment ears they're like i mi- have not they're like mini ears and they're purple and they have like figment's head and then the wings they're cute mom i'll, I'll pick you some up okay 
Yeah. Yeah, they got an ornament. They've got, uh, of course, they have the Figment Spirit jersey. And um, speaking of spirit jerseys, I, I just wanted to jump to this really quick. You went over to World of Disney last night, and one of the things I saw was on social media was that they had rolled out a bunch of like Disney snack food merchandise at World of Disney, and you found it. So we took a look at it last night. You got me on a video chat, and we I virtually walked around with you at uh, World of Disney. And there's a lot of cute things, particularly the pizza with Mickey's pepperoni heads all over the yeah. pizza like it's a cool throw pillow but there's some pretty cool stuff i brought that up because the other thing you found was the uh potion purple spirit jersey i did which i can't believe you didn't just go ahead and get last night i was i had restraint because i really want to see what's going on in the parks too before i pick up another spirit jersey you think you're still going to find the iridescent one i really want that one now <laughs> We need people to let us know, is the Iridescent Spirit jersey still out there somewhere, or have they discontinued it? So, we'll talk about this a little bit too, but I know you looked for it at the Character Warehouse and they didn't have any Spirit jerseys. Not so, any. Yeah, so, we'll keep our eyes open. I don't think it's on Shop Disney anymore, is it? No. So, it may just be gone. You may be out of luck with that one. They might just stop stop making it. Yeah. Overall, I think we're pretty positive on the spirit jerseys. I've heard people say they don't make a lot of sense in Florida because they're kind of thick and long-sleeved and, and all that. But it gets cool in the evenings and, you know. Only only maybe two or three months, maybe two months out of the year, it gets a little cold. <laughs> yeah, good but opportunities for spirit jerseys. Yeah. But they're also good for, like, laying around the house. They're comfortable. I agree. I don't wear them, but I... very comfortable. McKenna, I think, uses hers more for laying around the house than she does going anywhere. So. They're very comfy. They look comfy. It's another one of those things. Women get all this comfy looking clothes. I know you... I guess it's... I guess it's a trade-off because you also have very uncomfortable clothes when you want to look... When you want to look fashionable. But this is one of those things that... And I know that guys could wear spirit jerseys, too. Guys can totally wear spirit jerseys. I know. It doesn't... I don't think it's my style. In one of the sections in Disney Springs, they have like a little guys area for clones, and they have spirit jerseys in there. Yeah, they're not. Oh, they're, I know. It's like general. The, it's like it's neutral. The black and white neutral. ones that I saw, I was like maybe, but I think the, I just think the way they're cut, I don't think they would look great on me. Um, but I, other guys can pull them off. I just don't think that I can. A spirit jersey, throw on some joggers, and you're good for the day. Yeah. Um, it, I don't know. It looks almost a little. It kind of reminds like when a when a guy wears it, it, guys that can pull it off can pull off more of like the um, almost like the old like '90s hip hop look or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. It kind of looks a little more like that because it's a little it bigger does. and baggier. Yeah. So, uh, and I don't think I can pull that look off. I'm not '90s hip hop. Could try. <laughs> could always try. <laughs> but anyway. Um, I was going to say the other thing I'm always jealous of, and I don't know if it's such a big thing anymore, is gauchos. You know what gauchos are? I have no clue. I know, Sam. You know what gauchos are, right? I don't remember. Okay. They're like the stretchy pants that are that get r- real wide on the bottom, and they, they're, almost, they're almost capri length, and they have like elastic waistband. It's something that was pretty popular. Maybe I'm dating myself, because this was, this was like when I was in college. So, like, in the early 2000s, hmm. the ladies were wearing gauchos. Yeah, and I was always very de- jealous of that because I was like, those look super comfortable. It basically looks like you're going out in the world in PJs, but acceptable PJs. And I can't get down on that. No won't work for me. Yeah. Well, you you youngins, you missed out on some... Oh, those things were yeah. ugly. 
I don't know. Some people pull them off pretty well, and I just thought they looked real comfortable. So I didn't pull They're them off really well, but that's because I'm kind of short, and it made me look stumpy. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably true. They're good for long-legged ladies. There are a lot of pictures of cowboys wearing them, so I <laughs> think you totally could have worn it. No. Yes. I think you're misspelling it. Yeah, <laughs> With think- an A. G-A-U-C-H-O. Yeah. And then you throw an S on there, and you get a lot of pictures of cowboys. Look, see? Like, here's some guys on a horse. Oh, no. This is what I'm talking about. And actually, these are different material. Oh, these are exactly what I'm talking about right here. I know. I see girls wearing them, but there are a lot of photos of cowboys. They just, she is right. They just look very comfortable. <laughs> I get Maybe they were inspired by old... And you're talking like old-timey cowboys. Yeah, I'm talking about real cowboys. Real cowboys. <laughs> And they don't, they don't like to be called cowboys. What do we, I will have what do we call them, McKenna? They like cow people. Cow people. What? This yeah, is I not think true. you're wrong. No, because being <laughs> called a boy is not very manly, so they were just called... So what about cowmen? <laughs> cowmen sounds weird. Cowmen. What about cowpokes? Cowpoke yeah. might be more official. Hey, cowpoke. Nice gauchos. See you over at the saloon. That's... That's exactly what they would have said. That was a conversation. That was an that was a authentic cowboy or cow person conversation. Yeah, that's what Bugs Bunny just said. <laughs> Listen, Bugs Bunny was the greatest cow person ever. <laughs> Howdy, partner. Where'd you get them gauchos? <laughs> oh, off track. It's Bugs Never. Bunny, but you have to replace partner with Doc. He, he has a higher pitched voice. Nah. What's that, partner? Uh, that was a perfect impression. No, no. Impression. Okay, I'm already, already, miss, already mentioned it, but Lightning McQueen's Racing Academy is opening the, officially March 31st, and I don't think we know any more than we already knew about it, but um, let me ask you guys, is that something you're interested in attending? Well, how old do you have to be? It doesn't matter. You, it, there's does, not, it does what matter. What do you mean? For so, like the Jedi training camp, I was oh, no, no, no. too old to this do is, it. Oh, okay. This is different. This is not an interactive like show. This is an attraction. Oh. Is he going to teach me how to drive? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. What is, That's exactly what it okay, is. Okay, so it's, I you're gonna thought... Get, you're you're going to get a certificate that you are officially a racer when you leave That'd the racing camp. That would be cool. Camp. In three years, I'm going to have to drive, so... I'm gonna need someone to teach me. It might as well be lightning. Mm-hmm. So wait, what? What is this? Because I was pretty sure it was like the Jedi thing, where because I thought there were gonna be kids dressed up as race car drivers <laughs> running around. I was like, oh, that'd be cool. No, no, this is a show basically. Okay. Uh, and then at the end of it, I think there's gonna be an opportunity where you get like you can get a picture with lightning so and cruise. Like- the Beauty and the Beast show Probably thing? a little more like that, but it's not interactive. I don't think they're bringing people up to do anything. Oh, okay, well... Like, I, in, you're talking about Enchanted Ta- Tales with Bale? Yeah. Bale? Bale. Enchanted Tales with Bale? I got to be a plate. You That's were. cool. Yeah. I didn't get chosen for anything, unfortunately. Fortunately, I didn't get cho- chosen for anything. Garrett, Great. you should have done it. It was so much fun. And then I got a bookmark, so pretty cool. <laughs> Do you still have your bookmark? I think I do. I'm pretty sure I still have my bookmark. We have some good pictures from that. That was a fun attraction. If you haven't done Enchanted Tales with Belle, it's... I can't say it. Tales throws me off of Belle. Enchanted Tales with Belle. It's because you're a hill poke. Enchanted Tales with Belle. You need to go. It's not just for little kids. It's fun. And actually, there's this... A really cool effect that I don't really want to spoil before you get into oh, the castle. Yes. Where before they before they tell you 
I mean, they kind of set it up, and then there's an effect that transitions you from like the the beginning room into the castle. It's so cool, and it's really neat. And then Lumiere's there. It's and cool. Before you go into the castle, too, you get to talk to the dresser. I can't remember her oh, name, yeah. but and that's really cool because her mouth moves and her eyes look around and stuff. It's, that's, it's neat. It's it worth seeing. It's not just for little ones. Adults can enjoy it too. Mm-hmm. Plus, you might get to participate. You might get to Maybe. be a suit of armor or something, right? Did you do you remember it, Garrett? Not much. You don't really remember it. You should have. We'll have to do it again. I'm gonna. Well, make now you. that we'll live here, you'll be able to do it again. Yeah, he'll get a second chance at it. Over at Animal Kingdom, they're adding a little bit to the projection that they do on the Tree of Life. They're going to be doing a Lion King projection all the way through September 30th. So that'll be pretty cool. Oh, and I'm excited about this. This summer. Coming back to Epcot, the Guardians of the Galaxy Awesome Mix Live is coming back. Oh. So, so there's a chance we'll get to see it. Actually, we'll, we will certainly get to see it. I was really disappointed we missed out on it last year because I thought maybe it was going to be a one-time only thing. But it's going to be back. So that's exciting. Nice. Question about the Tree of Life. Yep. So is it only going to be the Lion King? No Bugs Life? So, do you remember the projection outside of the Tree of Life yes. that we watched where stuff was coming to life? And like, movie, it, there was no Bugs Life. There yeah, was. That there was, were bugs, bugs that like, climbed up the tree. Was that was the, the 3D inside. show on the inside. No, yeah. no, no, no. I'm talking about the projection. And at like they went through a bunch of different movies. It wasn't just yeah. The Lion King. And right. they had like a little Bugs Life part. I don't, where the I don't bugs remember would, the like, bugs. climb up the tree. I, I do remember, remember the movies, but I don't remember the bugs. I remember it being different animals from the tree that would come to life, and then there would be a little yeah. vignette about the animals. I don't remember Bugs Life. But I remember some animals I, were linked to movies. But I think, yeah. I like think it would play the, a, a song from a movie. I love A Bug's Life. Yeah, I can't, I can't say for sure if it's just going to be. It says... The Tree of Life at Disney Animal Disney's Animal Kingdom will awaken in a whole new way to honor the Lion King. And it's by the way, it's for the 25th anniversary. Starting Memorial Day weekend and appearing nightly through September 30th, stunning projections on the iconic tree will feature music and animation paying tribute to the classic film. Animal Kingdom is like pretty heavy on Lion King, I feel like. And uh, the Lion King show is really good. Oh yeah. And this will be neat. And I did hear that there's going to be like dance parties with the Lion King characters that are going to be going on during this time as well. So... Dance parties. I have an idea for Disney. Once again, you know, I come up with these ideas. I'm pure genius. I know. Um, (laughs) They should do infestation, and it's just let the bugs take over Animal Kingdom. Because that would be fun, because I love bugs, and the bug's life is so cool. I really don't like bugs. Oh, my gosh. But they take over, and Flick can run around. Garrett. Bugs are my least favorite thing. Everything could be taken, like how they were going to do the Muppets takeover, but mm-hmm. it's an infestation in the Animal Kingdom. That would be great. A lot of people wouldn't want to go. I was going to say, that makes me uneasy just thinking about it. No, I love it. <laughs> no one would want to go to Animal Kingdom. Why not? Now, if it bugs was, are gross. Now, if it was Bugs Life takeover. Yeah, that's what I mean. And like, there are characters that are just around and they're doing that kind of stuff. That would probably be a little better. But that's what I mean. The idea it. of a bug infestation in Animal in- Kingdom is making me feel Animal itchy Kingdom. and uneasy. I don't like it. Infestation. Hey, the, and the birds would be able to eat. So you guys are talking about dance parties. You know, Disney Springs last night, they had like a little dance party. And it was so cute because there were kids 
running around dancing and they had their little bubble wands and stuff and the singer was actually pretty good it was a lot of fun so you don't have to go to the parks to go to a dance party yeah that's true i i think disney springs that's one of the things that they have really tried to bring in there to make the district seem more alive is every night they've it feels like they've got live music going on and and people like to stop and listen and yeah lots of dancing and it's all kind of like what you said when we were talking about it last night i think a lot of times it's um covers of like modern music that people would really be interested in hearing and yeah yeah so there's a stage that they use but there's also just other areas around people just um kind of pop up music right but this one was like on the stage area well it's not really a stage it's like it actually was in front of the wine bar george Mm -hmm. and it's like a circle and it's right in front of the water yeah and almost like a patio kind of thing yeah that's cool i like that and it does it brings a nice energy and a nice um a nice element to disney springs to have that going on right I wanted to mention that the four-park magic tickets that we talked about on a previous podcast are now on sale. So if you're interested in taking advantage of that deal, you can get those now, and they have to be first used by September 30th. So tickets must be used within seven days of first use or by September 30th. You can take advantage of that. Again, I think the clarification is it's four single-day tickets, and you have to go like one day to each park is the way that works. Yeah, you can't hop. Yeah, but it seemed like a good idea. And it's not like you could go to Magic Kingdom four days either. It's uh, Magic Kingdom one day, Epcot, Animal Kingdom, and the Hollywood Studios. Whatever day you want to, but you go to each park once for a single day. And then there's a new offer that I saw. Florida residents can purchase a three-day Discover Disney ticket for $175, valid for admission to one theme park per day. And you can add a fourth day for $20. And it doesn't look like that one is specific to, like, you have to go to each park once. I think if you wanted to with that one, if you're a floor resident, you could go to, like, Epcot every day. Nice. Yeah. So that's an option. So for under $200, four days in the park, that's a pretty good deal, honestly. Yeah, no kidding. So with the Epcot International Festival of the Arts going on, the Disney Parks blog put out the probably the most important information. They always do this for the festivals. And, of course, it's the foodie guide to the 2019 Epcot International Festival of the Arts. I think I tweeted this out. If I didn't, I'll do it again. Go check it out. There's so much food that I would love to be trying. I'm going to miss out on all of it. So I'm going to have to live vicariously through Sam. Hopefully, she'll get to try a lot of the stuff. Send it to I'm us gonna. through mail. No, don't send it. To yeah, be do disgusting. that. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> yeah. But as always, pretty uh, large emphasis on food for this festival. It's like almost like a mini food and wine, and they do it again for Flower and Garden. There's going to be, you know, special food. But uh, one of the things I keep seeing pop up on social media are the paintbrush churros. So those are churros, and the tips of them are, like, dipped in different colors of chocolate. And they That's look, cool. They look pretty good. You could have the I side that doesn't have chocolate on it, McKenna. You know, have it's a too normal close. Churro. It's too close together. You know, on the Theme Park Thursday podcast, this last one, they were talking about churros, and then uh, Frank said he's a fan of something else, and I don't, I've never heard of what he was talking about. Oh, yeah, um, something from, like, festivals that they used to go to, carnivals. Yeah, but I'm not a churro fan, but I do like funnel cakes. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love churros. That's, that's country fair food right there. Oh, yeah. 
Garrett loves churros. Yeah, I don't have much funnel cake. You remember the churros that we got at the Nomad Lounge? Yeah, those were good. Those were mm-hmm. fancy churros, and they had the dipping stuff. That yeah, was the good. Oreo churros I had at like whatever that wherever that was. They were like good whenever I first had them, but then they got worse. Where did the yeah, Oreo? We had that. Where did it come from? I think we might have been at Kings Island. Yeah, Kings uh-huh. Island. I think oh, it was okay. Kings Island. Okay, so don't look for Oreo churros at Walt Disney World, but go up to Kings Island and get you some Oreo churros. No, they're not good. No, they're not good. Don't do that. Just avoid them altogether. (laughs) Did you all see that for Mickey's 90th birthday, they're doing a special thing where you're going to be able to get premium Mickey bars from our local grocery stores? I want those. Can can we get like a million of them to stock up? So it's interesting because I was kind of going to ask your opinion about it. This is one of those things where it's like out of context, right? Like I feel like Mickey premium bars should only be enjoyed at a Walt Disney World resort or maybe on the cruise ship. But now you get to feel like you're in well. I don't know. It makes it less special getting it there. Not really. No, it it makes me feel feel special getting it anywhere. So put it in perspective, though, because there are a lot of families that can't afford to go to Disney, and so that's supposed to be the special treat that you get. And those families that can't afford can't have that. But now that they're in the stores, kids can have it. Yeah. I never went to Disney as a kid. And so I feel that it's important to put stuff like that every once in a while. It doesn't have to last long, just a short period of time to give people a chance to try these things. Okay. I guess I, I, I see that point. I'm thinking like, you know, I've got memories from when I was very little and I don't remember much from those trips. But one of the things that I remember is getting things like these special treats that you can't get anywhere else. So I have memories of having like a Mickey ice cream bar in the parks and being like, oh, that was, it's like such a special, amazing thing that you can't have anywhere else. But yeah, I, I see what you're saying. And as long as it's limited time and this isn't like the new normal, then I think it's fine. Yeah. And they're delicious. And didn't we have Mickey ice cream bars when we were kids? Mm, I don't know. I don't remember that. I feel like there was an ice cream bar that we could get, and I would always eat the chocolate ears off first. And I want to say it was Mickey. Oh, that could be like from an ice cream truck. You're, it's probably true, but I bet it was like a generic knockoff-looking Mickey, like yeah. not a because these are like totally dipped in chocolate. Oh no, I, I think it was it's just the, the ones, ears had chocolate. It's the ones I got at um at Disney World on the after hours thing. Remember those? Yeah, I do. So here's a question, and McKenna gets to sit out of this question because she is not allowed to have an opinion about chocolate. What's better, the Mickey ice cream bar or the Mickey ice cream sandwich? The popcorn. Um, the Mickey ice cream. With the cookies. I yeah. say the Mickey ice cream sandwich. I love it. I, I, That's it's good hard stuff. to say. Um, I, I'm with McKenna on this one. The popcorn's better. <laughs> it's so good. I'm a popcorn person. No thanks. If I had to choose between popcorn and some ice cream or something, I'd pick popcorn. I'd pick ice cream. Yeah, that's why me and you are different. What'd you say, Garrett, that you would pick? Ice cream. Ice cream? No, I'm with McKenna. I'd pick the popcorn. I like salty better than I do sweet, so. Yeah, I like sweet better. Sometimes. Depends. Anyway, controversial statement. I prefer the ice cream sandwich. That's what I'm saying today. That's where I'm coming down. I get it. I make statements that a lot of people disagree with, I think, so it's fine. Welcome to my club. Guess what? Halloween season is here. Oh, no, yeah. No, it's not. You it's can, time. You can already buy 
tickets to Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party coming up this let's year. Let's do it. Let's why? Let's do it. And they're going to be early. They're going to be thirty six nights of parties this year, and it's going to go all the way to no- November first. Here are the dates. They start August sixteenth. <laughs> <laughs> Halloween party on August 16th. Why? Yes. Well, um, um, brilliant. So why are they selling the t- tickets now? I guess they just want to try to sell them out. They want to get more people there. If you start selling them earlier, there's a chance you'll have more people attend. I say we buy our tickets now. It's not even been summer yet. It's time to get ready for Halloween, Garrett. <laughs> We're All done with Christmas and New Year's. I can, I, can always, I can already hear the skeletons rattling around. Those are the refurbishment skeletons. But just a quick rundown of dates. August 16th, 20th, 23rd, 27th, 30th. September 2nd, 6th, 8th, 10th, 13th, 15th, 17th, 20th, 22nd, 24th, 27th, 29th. October 1, 3, 4, 6, 8, 10, 11, 14, 15. Like every day of October. And then November 1st. The ones that sell out, of course, well, the main one is Halloween. And the ones right around Halloween, those are going to be the busiest ones. If you want to go when the crowds are probably less, go in August. Really? If you want to do the not so scary party and you don't care that it's August, go in August or early I would September. Go in August and October and early September. I Can bet September second or sixth. There's one on your birthday. Yeah, yeah, we could probably do that. Oh, yeah, cool. I bet it's going to be busy because that'll be like Labor Day crowd. What day is September sixth? What day on the calendar? No heck, if I know. It is a Friday. on a Friday. For my birthday, we can do anything since it's on summer break. Let's go to Epcot for my birthday and then. Go to the not so scary party. Okay. Okay. For my birthday, I want to meet Kermit. I don't know. Make if it we're happen. Be able to do Make that. it happen, Dad. Sorry, I don't think I can do that for you. We can go watch Muppet Vision 3D on no, your birthday. You're gonna let me meet Kermit. <gasps> yeah. What? I'm gonna go see Muppet Vision 3D whenever I want. <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna make her cry. She's getting teary just thinking Nuh-uh. about it. She is. You get to meet Kermit every day. Um, Bean Bunny. So before we wrap up on the articles, I wanted to mention this just so people are aware. This isn't anything crazy because most hotels do this anyway, but it's a change to Walt Disney World policy. So starting on February 27th, Walt Disney World, if you're staying at one of the resort hotels, is going to put a $100 hold for incidental expenses on your card. Whatever card you're using for your reservation, whatever you're using for your magic man, they're going to put a $100 hold on that card. Now, essentially what's going to happen is as you use up, like you go, you use it to buy souvenirs, use it, pay for dinner, it'll use up that $100. Once you reach the $100, they're going to add another $100 hold on your card. So basically it's ensuring to them that you're not going to be able to max out and not cover it. Basically most hotels, if you're using, especially if you're using a debit card, you got to watch out for this. Put a hold on your card for some amount, usually in the $100 range when you stay there. Even if, like for example, we stayed at a Marriott recently where we used points to stay there. I gave them my debit card for incidentals. They put a $100 hold on it. So this is something that happens. So you just got to be, you got to watch out for it because it might take you off, catch you off guard. And plus, once they put that hold on it, you can't use that $100 until it's released. So just be aware. It's something to have a heads up about. I saw some people getting upset about this, but honestly... This is something that most hotels do. Yeah, I guess if you're someone who uses cash, though, well, you could still use your cash, just uh, not use your card. And stuff. Well, you always have to give them a card. Hotels won't yes. let you not give them a card. Yeah, true. So, um, just have a 
have a separate card for hotels. Yeah, I mean, so do like this. Get a Disney Rewards Chase Visa card and, <laughs> you know, use that for your reservation. And then you get Disney points and all that kind of stuff. But just a heads up, not breaking news, nothing terribly crazy. It's just a change in policy and it's something. Anytime Disney does something like this, there's always consternation from the Disney fans. So what I want to do, I want to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about Sam's experience at Disney Springs last night and get a review of Wine Bar George. So stick with us. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Monday Morning Monorail Podcast. Hope you're enjoying the show today. Sorry, again, no M34D. Send all hate mail to Landon at L-A-N-D-O-Z. Please complain to him, Landon, don't. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) No, he wasn't feeling well today, so give him a break. No big deal. It's more my fault for not planning ahead and recording earlier. But um, I love to do things last minute. What can I say? So for this last segment today, we're going to talk a little bit more about Sam's visit to Disney Springs last night and focus mostly on her experience at Wine Bar George. This is her first official assignment on her own to do a restaurant review. So Sam, I hope you've prepared your notes and you've got a thorough, detailed review for us. So take it away. So I wrote my notes on my hand last night <laughs> and then I washed it. Oh no. That's terrible. So Great. So this will <laughs> be short kidding. and sweet. I'm just kidding. It was fine. <laughs> so at Wine Bar George, I was able to, well, whenever I got there, there was already a line at the door and I just kind of scooted around people who were waiting for the hostess. And I said, is it open seating at the bar to another lady that worked there? And she was like, yeah, just go on in. So I went in. I had a seat because I'm a single person by myself. So there was an open seat and I just sat down and immediately the servers, the bartenders were super awesome. They were like, hi, welcome. And, you know, I kind of told them the kinds of wine I like. And then she said I could take three glasses and get an ounce pour and try three different wines. And so I was able to do that and I found a good white wine. Now, and it had a now hold on. on the bottle. Okay. Hold on. Was that tasting for free? No, it was not. <laughs> so how? So did you have to pay, like, each one was an individual charge, like, so you get a charge per ounce, or was it a pack of three, and that's how it, they work? No, it was a charge per ounce. I could have drank anything I wanted and ha- by the ounce. Okay. So they charge by the ounce. Okay. And is it the same charge per ounce for every wine, or does it vary based on the wines you choose? I believe it varies. Okay. Because some wine is a lot more expensive than the others. Yeah. Okay. Because that would be a really good way to cheat the system and get like a really expensive ounce of wine, and you could do it three times. Right. Okay. No. All right. Um, that's good to that's know. That's not how that works. <laughs> okay. So so you tried, what three did you try? I tried, they had a rosé on tap. It was really good. Then I can't see the name of that one. I think it's like Macedonia, Don Macedon or something. And it was really good. It was a red wine. And then I had a Pinot Grigio called Gio Cotton. Cato or something, Geocato, and it has a cat on it. <laughs> so that's the one I got a full glass of. <laughs> okay. 
you know, they'll let you try anything there. Like I could have gotten a tiny taste, but I went ahead and did the one ounce pours of each one because she, whenever I told her what I like, she immediately was like, you'll like this one, this one, and this one. She was like, there's some other ones you'd like, but why don't we go with three and then you can tell which one you like the most and get a glass. And I was like, yeah, that'd be great. Okay. So that's good. So the servers and bartenders there, if you're a person who likes to try things and maybe, maybe you don't, you know, maybe you want to experiment. You don't have a specific wine in your mind that you're like, this is the one I'm definitely going to get when I get there. They're knowledgeable and they're going to help you select things based on um, your tastes. Yes, right? they all knew exactly what I liked whenever I told them. Good. And she picked out stuff and it was on point. Like all three of them I enjoyed, but I obviously went with the white one because I was having seafood for dinner oh, and that matches so better and it had a cat on the bottle <laughs> yeah, i think you were sold by the cat a cat on the bottle yes i like cats so what did you eat so i really had a tough time deciding on food because there was a lady beside me and she was in town for work and she was sitting there eating and she had these homemade meatballs on cheesy polenta and it looked, she said it was amazing and it looked really good. And then it had like a yucca salad with, like she bought a yucca salad to go with it. But I decided I wanted to do something really weird that maybe takes a little bravery to try because it's different. But I know that I, I already know that I like octopus, so I wasn't too scared. But I got the grilled octopus salad. And whenever I told the lady, that I was interested in it. She asked me if I like ceviche and I said, I do. And she was like, Oh, you're going to love it then. And, um, I got it and it was very, very good. Very yeah. good. Okay, good. W one thing I always say, and I may have even said it on this podcast before is I can usually pick out what you're going to order when we go to restaurants because I just find the weirdest thing on the menu and I'm like, Oh, this is what Sam's going to order. And I'm usually right. And the good thing for me is that it's not something I would typically order, but I usually try what you get. I tend to like it, but that's not to say I would order it next time. But I, but I get to try weird and unusual things thanks to your weird taste. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, being one of those people who grew up on um, macaroni and cheese and Chef Boyardee and, you know, uh, little Debbie cakes and stuff like that, I really didn't realize that there's this whole world of food that I wanted to have in my life. And so anytime I get an opportunity to try something weird, I'm all about it. Yeah. Um, it's just fun. Well, so what did you think about the atmosphere of the restaurant? So the atmosphere is really nice. It's a little loud in there and they have the doors open. And like I said, that little band was right across from there. So it had competing noises going on because they had music playing in there and then that band playing over there. But the people were really friendly that were sitting at the bar. I, you know, met a local and we were talking about possibly meeting up at Epcot next weekend. She was super nice. She has a daughter the same age as McKenna. You know, just had a lot of fun. It was a really cool place. What kind of music did they have playing in there? Like pop. Not really pop. What's the... I'm trying to think of hum, what... Hum it, some it of the music be. you heard. No, don't do that. <laughs> what? Nothing. Ignore him. It's like the stuff that dad and I listen to 
but a little more upbeat. So okay, stuff like that. It was modern it was rock fun. alternative. Yeah, alternative. It was like an alternative pop. Okay. Sound. Is this a place where you think it would be good to take a family? Absolutely. And one of the things that I did, I tried not to look creepy, but I looked around at what the tables around me were eating. They have a family style dinner and you can get like steak and some other things and it comes in a big on a big platter and you just share it with the table everybody sitting there gets a portion i saw some of them and they looked really good it would have been way too much food for me but for our family of four it would have fed us it would have been good and we would have known our you know how much our dinner would cost so okay really cool so if you go like as as you did last night as an individual you can't just order like a single entree that would feed just one person it's either like a small thing like you got the octopus salad or it's family style a big meal yeah and do the do the big family style meals do they have like sides that come with them well i noticed that the steak that i saw was on a bed of asparagus okay but I'm not sure if it comes with more sides than that. It looked delicious. I think it had chimichurri sauce on it, which I can get down with. I love chimichurri. Okay. Sounds nice. Yeah. What about desserts? Did you take a look at the dessert menu? I did. And they have an olive oil chocolate cake. But I really wanted to try a cupcake from Sprinkles. So I didn't go for that. And you know that I'm not a cake person anyways. And so I kind of teetered because I started to think, well, I don't even like cupcakes. Maybe I'll get a milkshake or something. But I did it anyways because it's on this list that Jen and Frank challenged me to. But I think that, you know, everybody was talking about how good that the um, cake was there. And they have like key lime pie there too. I can't remember what else. It seemed like people enjoyed it. I just was trying to go for something else. Okay. I was looking at the menu. The steak does come with potatoes. It does have chimichurri, so I was right. And then seasonal vegetables, which I know was asparagus yesterday because people who ordered that had asparagus. And they also have whole sea bass, and it does come with some beans, like uh, the big Canelli beans, which are like oversized navy beans, and some vegetables. And then a wine braised chicken with potatoes and mushrooms and vegetables. So it does come with the sides too. Nice. And they have a lot of cheese boards and the meat. Say it. No, you Justin. say it. You say it. What's the word? Char- charcuterie. <laughs> That's how I say it. Charcuterie. Okay. <laughs> so. Some people um, may say charcuterie. I say charcuterie. Baby charcuterie. Yeah. <laughs> but, None of that. Yeah, I mean, I definitely, when you guys move here, I definitely want to go back. I'd like to try the sea bass, and I'd like to try their steak, so. Sounds good. Okay, now you've experienced three restaurants at Disney Springs, Morimoto, Wine Bar George, and Planet Hollywood. Give me your current (laughs) ranking, Sam ranking. Morimoto, Wine Bar George, and then Planet Hollywood. Okay, that doesn't surprise me. That's what I expected. We'll update hard the big board for anyone to beat out Morimoto. Yeah, yeah, that and was an awesome place. Just wait till we go to Chicken Guy. <laughs> <laughs> Flavor Yesterday, down. 
I was walking around and I heard um, it was like a family and the dad said something about Morimoto and some of the people in the family were like what's that what's a Morimoto and I wanted to go over and like run my hands across their faces and slap them all and be like don't you know <laughs> I'm glad <laughs> you didn't do respect. that <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding I would never slap them but I was thinking what is oh, a Morimoto <laughs> <laughs> They're asking what a Morimoto is. <laughs> yep, they need to be educated. Yeah. Take them to school. Yeah, no kidding. And I highly considered going into the void and doing the Wreck-It Ralph. <laughs> I wondered if you might think about that. I know you talked to also about doing the Kingdom Hearts demo, and you said the line was really long yesterday. Yeah, I, I feel like... <laughs> If I'm going to do it, you know, I don't want to wait there for a really long time. The line the line when we went wasn't that long. No, it wasn't. M- McKenna probably was going to wait maybe 10 minutes, um, but then she just was like chickened out or something. No, I would rather Chicken spend my it. time hanging out with you guys than playing a video game by myself. Precious moment. Oh, shush. <laughs> I love you too. Well, you'll have an opportunity to go back down there when it's not quite so busy, probably, and try out the um, the old uh, Kingdom Hearts demo. But I don't know how long. That's probably not going to be going on that much longer. Yeah, and I walked over, by the way, to the NBA experience where they're building that. Yep. It doesn't look like it's coming along very far. But I also walked over to that restaurant we were talking about. Haleo? Uh huh, mm-hmm. and um, it's actually pretty far along. Mm, okay. It looks big. It looks really cool. Does it look like a artichoke? No, it does not. <laughs> oh, <boo. laughs> but yeah, I saw exactly where it's at. You know, it's not far from the orange garage. We just never turned that way. Right. That's what I was thinking. We went the other way. Yeah. That's why we missed out on both of those things. Yeah. That's over on the side where Cirque du Soleil is, right? It's over mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Yeah. And the House of Blues was over there. What did we, when we rated Planet Hollywood, did we do it out of 10? I can't out remember. Out of five. Out of five. What would you rate House of Blues? I didn't go House, to of, House Blues. of Blues. <laughs> what would you rate Wine Bar George? <laughs> <laughs> um, Wine Bar George, I would give it a rating, you know, honestly, pretty hard. Like, it, it's not going to beat Morimoto, but it gets a five. Oh, wow. Like, That's high praise. I'm not kidding. That food is great that I had. And um, everyone sitting around that I talked to, because I intentionally engaged with people, because that's just how I am. Everyone that I talked to, I asked them what they thought about what they were eating. They all loved it. I mean, the food is great. The atmosphere is nice. The service is great. They know what they're talking about when they talk about wines and stuff. I would definitely go there again, but it's never going to beat Morimoto's. Well, I would say, I I mean, I don't think you're exaggerating. It was rated as one of the best new restaurants in 2018 in the country. So, I mean, it's, it's getting a lot of praise or at least it was, I think it was up for an award such as that. Um, So to even be included in nominations is it's telling. So cool. All right. Thanks for the, embedded report sam we're gonna have to figure out what your next assignment is maybe people want to suggest something to you uh if they want to interact with us on the twitter account at morning monorail you can let us know what restaurant should sam try next what do you want to hear about and if you have some thoughts about what she should try to eat drink whatever then maybe 
promise to get my pass here soon. I just got to get my driver's license thing squared away. So once I get all my documents in the mail, I'll be able to go back over there and get my license and I'll get that annual pass and start heading out to all these festivals and stuff. Yeah. I'll get you your documents just as soon as I can. I'll get to it. You better hurry it up. Yeah, we'll see. Oh my gosh. I might be busy on that day. Whatever. But, um, you know, I, I... I'm jealous of you, but I do want you to be able to go and have fun. So we'll we'll get you everything you need as quick as we can. Yeah. Well, as soon as I get you guys down here, we'll be going all the time. That's right. Do I need a driver's license? Yes. All right. You can't go until you have a driver's license. We'll just leave you at home. I actually think I can buy the kids' passes since, you know, I have my license. So Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening today. Interact with us on our social media. On Twitter, we're at Morning Monorail. We're Monday Morning Monorail on Facebook. On Instagram, we're Morning Monorail, I think. I don't, or maybe, no, it's Monday Morning Monorail, no spaces, I'm pretty sure. And then we have the email, Monday Morning Monorail at gmail.com. And we have our voicemail where you can call and criticize us if you want to. Rate and review us. Subscribe. We love those five star reviews. I wanted to say, you know, Fair enough. I, I, I said be honest with us. We got a three-star review this past week. And so, you know, <laughs> at least they were honest. I wish they gave what us did a three. they say? They didn't say anything. It was just a three-star review. And I was going to say, That's I kind of wish. Helpful. Exactly. I kind of wish they'd give us some feedback. So if you feel like, you know, you would assign a three or four star, let us know what you think. Uh, what's lacking? This show is for you as much as it is for us. And we want it to be enjoyable to listen to. Although no one's forcing you to. So, <laughs> <laughs> so if you're not enjoying it, move on. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> but oh well. I, I, like I said, I feel like I asked for it. I said, it doesn't have to be five star. Well, thank you, Anonymous. <laughs> they probably did that as a joke. It would have been funnier if they had said something, I guess. I don't know. It was probably Frank. (laughs) No, I think Frank and Jen already reviewed us. They both gave us five stars because they are overly kind. Um, Yes, they are. Yeah, but... um, I think a three is fair. (laughs) (laughs) I kind of feel like you all, your performance is about a three. I think your performance is a two. Only missing two stars. I think there's more stars than... Missing stars. Exactly. Garrett's got it right. I think a three is fair. <laughs> like, at least it's not a 2.5. <laughs> That's just half. Good grief. Well, anyway, thanks so much for listening. Next week, we'll be back with the full show. Hopefully, Landon will join us for another M34D, but we will certainly have this full pack of chicken nuggets. Go check out our T Public store. And until then, have a magical week. Later. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for riding with us today. We hope you enjoyed the journey, and we look forward to seeing you again next week. Until then, we want to hear from you. Send us questions, comments, and suggestions on Twitter at Morning Monorail. Our email address is mondaymorningmonorail at gmail.com. You can also call our voicemail at 407-917-2144. As we approach the station, gather your belongings, and please watch your step as you exit. (laughs) See y'all.